0: Spears and Steinberg, you know what the fuck it is, Aries and Andy, you and the jerk, you know it's time to get this work, the real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine, no political corrections, always sleep, fuck being a woke, we discuss politics and jokes, there's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot, racism Sexism Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders Rollers, clip loaders We got them in the folders The whole world on our shoulders Spears and Steinberg Yeah! Run up and get touched up, suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style then
1: prevail up, up suicide that's it. and all of y'all
0: know my style dude good to see you hey hey welcome back uh andy is back from the fucking pond uh he was hanging out with all the good blokes hopefully had some great a night ale they had it <laughs> uh and you know i'm i'm you know this was your first time Going over over to the other side, so I'm I'm curious to know what it was like for you, man. Before we get
1: into my uh, shenanigans, well, first of all, I just want to say, uh, like, I know that you've been there, so uh, I'm going to have some questions for you. I think as I go through this, but geez, uh, getting there, I'll be real. I'm going to be real honest. I I don't have great stories from my first like ten days there. To go was ahead. it not good? No. I, what happened is. Um, so I'm tra- I'm traveling. No big deal. Just it's it's a long flight, and you know you uh, five hours, right? Five and like five and a half hours it took me to get there. But you know that. It, but you go behind. Fi- you go ahead five hours, right? Uh, yeah. So you basically get there. Uh, you leave in the. I left in the morning. I got there at night. Okay. And uh, so you're a little off, you know, a little jet lag. And I was tired, and I went to uh, I went to see Tara. Tara had already was already there a few days before me, so she had our place in London. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. It wasn't too far away from where she works, and so I, I get there, and it's a cool place. Um, it, it you know it's it, it's reasonable size. It has a kitchen, um, a little teeny kitchen, and and a little TV area, and then a room. So I was I was happy with the place, and but I just started not feeling good as soon as I got there. And I thought uh, uh but you took you you took your shots, right? I had my shots oh, before I left. About 2 weeks before I left, I got my uh, my booster. So I'm all boosted. I'm you know, I'm ready to go. And uh, I started not feeling good and I, you know, of course, the first thing that enters your mind right now, you know, did you get sick? You know, did you did, did you get the, the 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 COVID? So uh but it wasn't I didn't get a fever. I just started like I was coughing a little bit and just felt a little bit run down. So I thought that was just I thought it was maybe just the jet lag. Uh, a few days goes by and I'm still not feeling better. I'm actually getting worse. I'm coughing. And every time I, and then I, I start going, I notice when I'm going to the bedroom, I can't stop coughing. And when I finally oh, figured out, uh, well, Tara was nice. She went, uh, she got me this cough medicine and it really helped. So I'd go out, I'd take the cough medicine, I'd be okay. I'd go out during the day and I was pretty good. But, you know, I was taking that cough medicine. Uh, I thought maybe it was my bronchitis that I get yearly when my when the seasons change. Nah, here's what it was, dude. It was a pet friendly hotel, and the person who stayed there before me must have had a cat. Oh, because and that's right, you got issues, right? Yeah, I get, I, I get. If there's a lot of dander, it gets me sick. But I, I was good enough and healthy enough that I, I kind of fought it off and thought that it was. Uh, I might have noticed if I wasn't so tired and jet lagged that there was something like allergies like that, but. Um, uh, I, so I went to go say, Hey man, uh, is this pet friendly? Did someone have a pet? And they said, we don't know which room it was, but we do remember someone had a cat on that side. I said, I think it's my room. Cause every time I go, when I'd go to the bedroom at night, even if I'd taken the medicine, I couldn't stop coughing. I was just, <sighs> so finally the next day. So that, uh, so it's, uh, on Monday, Tuesday, after all that time, I'm coughing up this like weird stuff that is from the cat is cat allergy. I finally get a new room. And it took me about two days to get better. So by Tuesday, after a whole week of being there, now that's a whole week of being there, I'm finally feeling better. But Tara has plans now. I never got to do comedy in London. I never got to like because I don't think you missed anything. I would have liked I, to have I, tried to do it. I would have liked to have just had fun doing it. Right. But I never even really got the opportunity to do it because I was I was I wasn't going to go in just on stage coughing. Um, and right. I just really didn't feel good. I just wanted to you know stay in. So. We finally figured that out, and I'm finally feeling better, And uh, but I had taken like a bottle of this medicine we don't have here. I actually brought a bottle back. It's bronchidol or something like that. It, it, it was pretty good. So uh, I brought it back, but uh, I got an extra bottle. Anyway, so I have all this medication in me, the cat dander. I'm feeling better, and we go out to a Gordon Ramsay. He has a pizza restaurant out there. I'm going to tell you a story mm. I'm going to share. I'm sharing big. I could keep this personal, but I'm going to share it. Uh, Gordon Ramsay has a pizza restaurant. It's all-you-can-eat pizza. It's like $18 per person, and then you buy your drinks and desserts separate, but it's $18, and they just keep making pizzas, and they come around with these pizzas and just ask you if you want a slice, and they tell you what's in it. And there were some weird pizzas. There were some good pizzas, really good pizzas. There were some uh, that were a little different, and I tried some of those. Uh, But I ate quite I ate quite a few pieces. <laughs> well, that sound, but that sounds fun, though. Yeah, it was fun. That was great. Uh, like I told you though, I had taken all this medicine. We had a couple glasses of wine. Uh I had, you know, I had this medicine was in my system. Let me just put it that way. Had a couple glasses of wine, ate all this pizza, and we went for a walk afterwards. And so we're walking and we're uh we're, we're looking at a bunch of things and just having a really good time that night. And my stomach just does this thing where I felt it like twist. Like actually, like <clears throat> my stomach just hey, I know you can see me, but it just did this. Like that, you know, where it just twisted. Uh, there's no other way for me to say it. It twisted. And I look at- Somehow Louie
0: transferred his spirit from me to you.
1: And I said to Tara, I go, I think we need to go back now. Uh-oh. And we had walked quite a way. So we have we have quite a walk, you know. And I'm walking and I'm starting to get sweaty. <laughs> and Please I can- tell me you
0: shit in the street.
1: <laughs> Dude, I made it all the way back. Got all the way to uh, the hotel- Got into the elevator, went up to the third. uh, It was on the third floor. Walked all the way around because it's a corner. It was a beautiful room. It had all these windows in the corner, but it was far away. So I get to the room. I pull down my pants. I missed my underwear. Like I was pulling down so fast, but I didn't catch my underwear with my thumbs. Right. My my asshole knew that it was time and that there should have been no underwear there. You had a boy's moment? I shit my pants right there in the bathroom oh. in front <laughs> of Tara in London. I had my first overseas shit my pants moment. Well, at least you fucking did it there. I mean, don't, I, I, you know. I did. And it was so fun. It was so weird because I had already taken my pants down. So I just pulled my pants off. Uh, it, nothing was on those. Everything was fine. you know, it was just like on my ankle. So I pulled that off. My underwear was just kind of right there. So I did all that, fucking bagged that up three times. Waste to, took a, did my business, cleaned up, and went threw that thing away. Went went back out into the streets. And she saw you do it. She didn't see it. She just heard me. You know, she knew that I did it. As she saw.
0: She heard me in there. That's a trooper, man. Yeah, that's a trooper. She. If a woman can stick with you through actual live ammunition, because you know they clean our drawers, so they see the fucking snickers and the twix and the. <laughs> Kit Kats and our shit, but for her to hear actual, to know she's stuck with you through live ammunition. Yeah, I nigga. just said
1: stay out of here, just stay in the bedroom. She stayed in the bedroom because mm. it was the bedroom was opposite area. Because you come out and there's the like a living room area. So I've had her right. stay in the bedroom. I took care of it all. I, I travel with Febreze, uh, just because. Do you really? Uh, yeah, there's a little travel bottle of Febreze. Uh, that I I get just, you know, freshen up clothes or something. You're on the road, you know, you just want to freshen up. stuff So I had that and I sprayed that, (laughs) but I bagged it up three times, sent that out and uh, it was embarrassing, but um, she's, she knows every, I have no secrets from her now, none. Mm, So, mm, uh, mm. but then we had a great time, went to some really nice restaurants, the food in London, you were there. The food's not that good, man. I'm going to be real honest. The food is not that good. Listen,
0: uh, this is why we are the fattest nation in the world, uh, because we take eating seriously. Uh, Even when my baby mother went to Italy, I was thinking, you know, you know, Italian food has got to be better in Italy than it is in America. And she was like, you know, she kind of said what you said. She was like, nah, most of the great Italian food I've had has
1: been in America. Well, we did go to Rome. Uh, that was the last like four days we went to Rome and I had some really great Italian food I really did but it's different it's the sauce is different the way like it's seasoned different it's spice when it's spicy it's different but when they I had the spicy saw, sauce pasta here and when uh, in, in Rome and when they say it's spicy they ain't fucking around it's spicy like it was <clears throat> real spicy um that was really good. The meatballs are different. A lot more. They use a lot more pork in their meat when they make like meatballs. It's not just, uh, you know, we use a lot of beef. It's a lot more pork. What are the portions like? Portions were, you know, regular size. They weren't huge. They weren't. But I mean, they they filled me up every time I was full. They don't look as right. big, uh, but it was it was heavy enough. I, I, I enjoyed the food in Rome. The pizza. I mean, I had I went to four different places, had pizza at four different places. Each one was different. Each one was different.
0: Did any of them knock your socks off to where you was like, you know, you know, America can't fuck with this? No, America. See? Yeah.
1: America. P- that place we went to in, in Bridgeport. Yeah. Was any of them better than that? No, but there was one that was similar, but they don't they don't they don't top their pizza the same way we do here. There, there's more on it. and And, you know, I'm not a. I like my I like salami, like pepperoni, I get cooking it and you know getting those little crispy edges on pepperoni, but most salami I like cold. I like a you know, I don't like it hot. So, and they do a lot of hot salami, but uh their cheeses, dude, the first night I was in uh Rome, the cheeses, the, the I got uh buffalo mozzarella uh and it was real. Mm. Like it's like you cut it and you use, it's fresh, man. It's it's made by, you know, it was that that stuff was unbelievable. The desserts. I'm um, be honest. Uh, there's a there's a place out here called Tops uh, Diner here in uh, Jersey, uh, not too far. It's in um, it's in Newark Harrison area, uh, and I go all there all the time. And um, not all the time. I used to go all the time, but it's it, it's really busy now. They remodeled it. But uh, uh Tara really likes tiramisu. I like tiramisu and. I thought that was the best tiramisu. So I was like when we got to Italy, I was like they got to have a better tiramisu in Italy. And they didn't. Not one place had a better tiramisu. Dude,
0: I'm telling you America is the dream team. The 92 Olympic dream team of foods, but, nigga.
1: But before in between uh London and Rome, which Rome was awesome. The the history of Rome uh, the, the, all, all, the ruins that are there, all the, you know, going, going to see everything about the, the artwork going, we went to the Vatican, uh, we went to the Coliseum, uh, we went to some small churches. It, it's amazing. I mean, the history is amazing. Uh, I was very taken by the artwork, but dude, um, in between London and Rome, we were in Paris and I got to tell you, dude, <coughs> I'm a fan of Paris, Of Paris really yeah if i had to go anywhere with what i know and it's very limited obviously london isn't all of the you know it's london's the city you know it's not the whole area so you know i know a little bit about london london's easy to travel it's small you know it's like supposed to be only like a square mile i guess is what they said or about a mile city um beautiful beautiful city uh very business orientated very white uh extremely white and all the people dress in uh uh, in gray, navy, or or uh, black, but mainly gray, gray and navy. Uh, really, I, I didn't see any colors. The only time I saw people wearing color were, like I went to Soho area, which is uh, which is different. That's where like the the guitar, like there's a famous street that sells guitars there. Um, dude, black dudes are black dudes everywhere I've went. To be honest, <laughs> black dudes are like well, other than the accent, the, the accent. But I mean their dress, the swag. Yeah. It shows up everywhere. Like everywhere I went, black dudes. Now, that doesn't mean like the black dudes that were the professional business black dudes were very professional, very London, very, you know, stiff. Uh, but when I went right. to Soho, those were the dudes that were wearing, co- you know, like different color clothes and that not in that black right. and gray. Um, and and people were a little bit more stylish in those areas doing some other things. All people were. But black people stood out uh, in that area. Uh, In uh, Paris, not so much. Everybody was kind of, you know, this is the interesting thing about Paris, what I liked about Paris. Uh, And I'm in Paris. I'm not. I I know France is different. France is, you know, there's little cities, there's little other areas, little uh, towns. uh, But I'm in Paris. And Paris is Paris, man. If you're there and you live there and you're part of that culture, you're French, man. You're French. Right. So like the white dudes are French and the black dudes are French. The people from all over the who, who adopt French as who adopt becoming French they're French there's not a I mean and I understood you know uh, it's 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 a, I heard a lot of people tell me and I was very nervous I was insecure about you know I was trying to learn as much French as I could just conversational just so that I could you know ask for certain things so I wouldn't be that right because I heard you know they don't like when you don't speak English. I mean, mm. when you don't speak French, they want they, they hate when Americans only want to speak English and they don't even try.
0: These so, are Americans. These are Americans.
1: But that's a very American way of thinking, though, too. When you go. Yeah, people, we run shit. We run the world, nigga. But when you come to America, you want everybody to be able to speak English. So <laughs> right, and they're right, and right. they're proud of their culture. Their culture is of being French. So I understand. Oui, oui. But when I went. Right. To, but their restaurants, their bakery. Dude, the first thing I did, I went to a bakery. I just had some French bread and butter, man. And it was then I started ordering some other stuff, and it dude, it was all amazing. Everything was amazing. Mm. The food, the cafes were amazing. The the coffee was amazing. I really, I, I and in all this arrogant attitude that people said, I didn't find that to be that. I, I found it more in Rome than I did in in France. A lot of black people in Rome? No, right. In in, in certain different areas. More so, right. the, uh, no, it was no niggas roaming in Rome. There was, there was some, there was some black folks in Rome, especially. Uh, the, uh, actually, there was. <laughs> I, I, this sounds really funny, but there was a, a black couple, and uh, they were like the first people that we really heard speaking English. Like we were on this tour, we're going on this tour, and there was uh, the other thing too is that when you do these tours and you ask for English. It may not be their first language, but out of the choices that they have for tour guides and certain times, if they right. speak English, they're on these tours. So the first English that I heard that I was like, that's American. You know, that's that's from America. It was a, it was a black right. couple. So I went I started talking to them. But right. they were they were straight up American. They were American. So we were walking okay. around. We we went and did some of the Coliseum, you know, uh, that 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 was cool. Um, but again, dude, France. Uh, I want to go back as soon as possible. I want to go to Paris again. I really, I really dug it, man. That that was that mm. that was the spot. I really liked the food. Uh, I liked the cafe. You just go to a cafe and it was it wasn't expensive. I mean, I, I was got I got a steak and some and and some like fries. They have a lot of fries there, not just like palm frites, not their fancy stuff, like our American fries. And uh like I think I was getting steaks, like a ribeye steak or what was like $27 fr- you know, just Right there at the little cafe it just comes to your table. It's just it's nice. And then you get a little salad with that. And then, you know, you. the cheese plates are awesome. I mean, it was just. I don't know. Did you take in some art? A lot of art. I mean, we went to uh, I did go to the Louvre. We went to our very first night when we got there. We went to um, the Eiffel Tower and uh, it wasn't running. The, the The elevator wasn't running to the top. There was some kind of problem. So we were only. So you on this, couldn't go all the way up. No, but we went to the second floor, which is not really the second floor. It's higher than what you would think of as a second floor. It's their second landing, I guess. And there's two. How 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 high are you from the ground? I, I think you're probably at least in in like our buildings. I would say probably six stories high, five stories high, something like that. You get terror to blow you on the sixth floor. No, I I I discussed it. <laughs> 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 I, I said it was, this would be an awesome place um, if you suck my baguette right here. But uh, you can see the whole city. You can walk around. You can right. see Rome. I mean, Paris is set up so well. Uh, that was the other thing about it. It's just set up well, and it's a it's it's a really great city. I mean, I really I, I can't say enough about it. How happy I was uh, spending time there, and how uh, like that that was the spot for me. Like I I I, I want to go back.
0: Did it? Did it? And I know you. I know you tossed us some pipe did, was it was it was the love making great in another country did it did it did you see the cannons blare and Dude, I told, mountains I the first crumble
1: ten, and the first 10 days I told you I was sick so Europe I mean uh London it was okay at best right. I put in a valiant effort for a person that wasn't feeling great and didn't want to cough mm. on someone the whole time uh but uh, Paris was good. Paris is good. Italy, Italy. I think by that time it was stronger. I was ready to go. Uh, I did, like I said, I liked Rome. It's just it's more spread out. And uh, by the time we were leaving Rome, I really started to figure it out. And and honestly, the their uh, subway system is. It was. We were staying in an area where the connection to the middle of the city was right there. So we'd walk Mm. just a couple minutes, and we could go anywhere in Rome. So that was unbelievable. Um, just had the, uh, honestly, dude, best time. Uh, I forgot about shitting my pants until I was back on the podcast right now. To to I wanted to share that story with everybody. I thought, what a way to well to set my part away from uh, set myself away from everybody else's great stories of of Europe. But definitely going back, man. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business.
0: Well, from one shit story to another, uh, (laughs) let me tell you about some niggas you are familiar with. Um, I don't know what it is about fucking the funny bone in Hartford, Connecticut. This is, again, folks, the place where I've had a ketchup bottle thrown in my face. I had a dude who wanted to stab me after the show. Uh, I didn't even remember till Fred, the manager, told me there was another incident of another dude who wanted to fight me. Um... Uh, this is also the same club where Eddie Griffin uh, had gotten to some, almost created a brawl. Something about this club, man, where at least at least one show for the weekend is is chaotic. Um, and incidentally, uh, dude, the fuck. Okay, so here, listen. Let me let me get to the meat. So I'm on one show, right? And there's a black girl in there with shades on. And she's with her man. And I'm listen. I'm doing fucking, you know, first of all, uh, the 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 MC, the the feature was garbage. Uh this was not his crowd. This motherfucker was like you could tell he and not I, I, I don't, you know, when I say this just wasn't his crowd. He was a gay dude and he was very flamboyant and a lot of gay nuances, and you know that that crowd is a lot of you know Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and niggas. You know, with some white people sprinkled about, he did. He, he just wasn't their flavor. Black dude or white dude? White guy. Okay. Um, and like his closing bit, you just went, "This is your closing bit." So he didn't set me up to to, to come in on a bang. But fuck it, you know, I'm not gonna hold him responsible. I'm gonna do what I do, like like Ray Charles. I'm gonna make it do what it do, baby. Um, I'm doing my thing, and I'm doing well. But for whatever reason, this one black bitch just <laughs> did. Just she was in her shit, just like the girl that threw the ketchup bottle at me. I don't know why she was mean mugging me and wasn't having a good time. But it was what it was. So at one point, and 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 the crowd. I'm again. I'm doing okay, but the crowd's not the greatest. So I'm not having the best time. But I'm doing okay. And I go, uh, damn! How long I've been up here? Because most of my shit. Oh, here's what it was too. Uh, there was a table right in front, black dude, his black girlfriend, another black dude, and his Hispanic girlfriend, Dominican. The one black dude is dying like a motherfucker. His black girlfriend got the notorious B.I.G. eyes. One eye is going east, <laughs> the other guy's eye is going west. No matter how bad I fucked with her, he loved it. And she loved it. And at one point he yells out, man, you don't understand, man. I fucked with you hard body, nigga. Even his man who was subdued, when I fucked with him about being subdued, he laughed, but it was a reserve kind of like, man, this nigga crazy right here, yo. But he was giving it up. Now his Dominican bitch had an attitude. So the minute I fucked with her, She started popping off at the mouth as only a Dominican bitch could. Picture Rosie Perez do the right thing with a a lot of Cardi B mixed in. But, you know, I'm I'm handling that. And at one point, you know, it was starting to feel awkward. But I said, look, sweetie, you obviously are not having a good time. Why don't y'all just go sit in the back of the room and give y'all seats up to somebody who's going to be here? So at one point, you know, I'm playing with that. And then finally, I asked the question. I said, hey, man, how long I been up here? So the black girl with the shades goes, too long. Now, usually that's some shit you say to a motherfucker who stinks. And I'm far from that. So clearly this bitch just had whatever attitude she had. And so I start going back and forth with her. Now, her man is with her. And at this point, this is something that I remember Patrice said. Uh, dudes understand dudes. And here's a fucked up thing that a lot of you women do to the to, uh, and to some of the women that listen to this. Y'all put your men in fucked up positions that they don't want to be in. I could clearly tell this dude knew his girl was being a cunt. He knew she was being a bitch and he knew that she deserved to be told, shut the fuck up. He knew it. You could see it in his face. But the problem is Guys get put in these situations going, this is my girl. She sucks my dick. She fucks me. I got to go home with her. Yes, she's being a cunt and a bitch. Yes, she should shut the fuck up. But this is the girl who sucks my dick. So now I am forced to defend this bitch's honor. So now he starts calling me all kind of bitch-ass niggas. He's going, yo, you a bitch-ass nigga, yo. Say something funny, bitch-ass nigga. So I said, I've been saying something funny, bitch-ass nigga. So it's getting to the point where Fred, the manager, goes, we got to get these people up out of here. But, you know, Andy, you've been in this club. <laughs> Nigga, the security was a white bitch in a red shirt. And I made the joke. Look, they done sent the bitch to work at who's the manager from Target over here to talk to these w- w- wild ass, rowdy niggas. And. Of course, she had no power. A white girl talking to a, a, a black bitch with an Isha on her name. And anytime, and, and, and this is why I go again, I said to the crowd, this is what reminds me of Chris Rock's joke when he says, I love black people. I hate niggas. Because first of all, you're in a dark comedy club with shades on. That's nigga shit. It, and again, it speaks to a mentality. It speaks to a behavior. Why are you in the club with fucking shades on? So at one point, Fred is trying to tell them to leave. But the black girl is like, I ain't leaving. You want me to leave? You got to throw me out. He goes, miss, if you don't leave, I'm going to call the police. Call the motherfuckers. I'm going to sit here till them motherfuckers get here. And at one point, our man stands up. Now he's in Fred's face. And Fred is pointing in his face. The dude punched Fred in the chest
1: like so, like, n- total, so, real, like a real swing or just punch
0: like you? a real punch to the chest so by this time the, the 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 energy in the room is shit there's black people going where you could hear them just niggas this nigga shit right here i mean it's pockets of black people going ignorant ass niggas and this is why i say I know as as many white people that want to sit here and go, We don't say that. Yeah, you do. Because if my own people are saying it, it is it is in your inclination to say it. Especially when when niggas is acting like what you think we are. And it it was just it it, it got to the point where it was like, I went, this not only is this not fun, I couldn't go, I couldn't do material. I had to do all crowd work. There were times where it got so tense, especially when dude hit Fred, where it was just people were gasping. People didn't know what to do. There were times where I could go off the dome and make a joke good enough to kind of soothe the moment. But then there were other times where it was just so uncomfortably awkward where you just had to stew in it and let time go by and lay up against the ropes and just slowly, methodically Ride out this shit storm. And finally, well, no, before the finally, here comes the, the the mall cop, this big black nigga in a yellow shirt. So of course I fucked with him and I was like, damn, they done sent the the, the motherfucking the cheeseburger nigga over here to come handle this. <laughs> and then he turned to me and went, yo, why you fucking with me, yo? So then again, more awkwardness. So finally the fucking cops come. And she gets up, and she's even spouting shit to the cops. Yeah, about time you motherfuckers got here. Yeah, now I'm going to walk out this bitch. And then the crowd started turning on her. Bye, bitch. Bye. And she said, fuck all you corny motherfuckers. Like, dude, it was just, my show was what happened in your pants on the way to the hotel.
1: (laughs) It would have been funny if it it happened at the same time.
0: Oh, at the exact same time. (laughs) We would have been brothers in pain, nigga. It was
1: horrible. Dude, but every time, and, and here's the other thing that you just, because you said this, and you, you've you already kind of alluded to this. Dude, every time that I've been with you and there's been a problem, it's because of the, of the chick. It's always the girl. That's what
0: I'm saying. And that's why when Patrice went, look, man, dudes understand dudes. We can almost look at each other like telepathy. And without saying a word, but just look at each other and go, I'm sorry, man you see, I, I'm, I'm my bad nigga, but this bitch, it's my girl, man. She sucks my dick. I got to I got to I got to stand by her.
1: But the dude with the, the dude with the knife, the one that stabbed you, that was his girl that started it. Yeah. yeah but they were both drunk
0: though. He, he, yeah. he was really in enti- So, you know, if you already off that juice, you know, uh, that just amplifies yeah whatever you feel it. Yeah. But
1: Oh my God, it, dude, there's something about comedy clubs in a mall. I don't know what it is about comedy clubs. It's never <laughs> as good when there's a comedy. I can't think of a mall club that you go, that's one of my favorite clubs.
0: Right. Right. And
1: again, I, I know
0: it might sound to people like I'm on some some corny uh shit, but I'm 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 telling you, man, again, you 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 don't know what you're dealing with until or you don't know what you, what you have until it's gone. Like even in Richmond. The comic that they had open for me, this nigga was Ralphie May reincarnated, a, a, a fat chunk. At least Ralphie May was a decent looking dude. This was a odd looking motherfucker. This nigga looked like a, 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 a slave owner from nineteen, from seventeen seventy five. He just had a weird, uh, what's the nigga Ben Franklin look, but was fat and a motherfucker, and but
1: he had a lot of. Nigga juice to him. Was he funny? Like Ralphie, <sighs> <sighs> kind of, sorta, but not really. The, was the crowd getting him or not? Yeah, they was, they was, they, they gave him some love. Dude, I'm just, I don't know what it is. I, listen, I'm gonna go back to the mall thing. The, you know, you know when you go to the mall, there's a big mix of people. Like some people you like, some people you don't like. Whatever, the mall just brings everybody out. Right. It's the same thing that happens in comic because we were at another club in a mall. Dude, I'll never forget this, and I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. And I wanted to apologize to the dude this happened to, but dude, uh, there's one guy. I just tell the story real quick, and it just it, it had nothing to do. It was a good show. You had no fights that night. Right. There was no problems. But we were outside. We were doing the meet and greet, and this dude was really excited to meet you. He had brought his kid with him, his younger son. Um, he was he was happy to meet you, man. He was so he was so like it was a moment. You could tell it was a moment for him. And he's talking to you, and like, and he's, but he knows that he's had his time with you, and you know, he's trying to, and he starts to back up, and he stepped on this one dude's shoe. And and it was, it was, it looked like it was, you know, uh, Air Force Ones, a new pair of Air Force Ones, or at least looked new. Dude had like, it got into like, I thought they were gonna have to have a fight over this dude's Air Force Ones here at the mall. And the dude was like, he apologized, but he's like, my shoe, man, you just fucked me up. And I just, I remember this going on. And I was like, I saw this guy's mood go from like this greatest moment. Like he'd waited for this moment to meet you, right. bring his son. You, you just have this. Mo- and it turned into this thing where the dude had to like, I, I saw the dude's eye. He wanted, he he didn't want to back down. He was pissed at the guy, you know, it was ruining right. his night, but he had his kid with him and he did the right thing. And other people right. came up to him afterwards. And you were busy. You were you were doing your thing, but I, I'll never forget. It. Other people came out to me and Goes, man, you did the right thing, man. And you could just, I, I just, I felt this guy. He was a hundred feet tall, and excited about his night, and went to like two inches tall. I just, yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm I, I, again, the older I'm getting, the more I'm hating niggas, man. It was, it, dude. I'm telling you, it's it's something about a mall. A mall brings out not the not. It just brings out uh, too many different ideas, I guess. Uh, too many, too many people have too many different agendas when they're at the mall. It's not just, you know, that guy, that guy that you said, you know, was with his girl, you know, they could have been at the mall, saw that there was a comedy club, saw that there was a show, Ari Spears, I know him from here. That kind of no, stuff. No, but
0: dude, let me let me tell you, her, 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 her venom towards me, like again, it would be one thing if I was really stinking up the room. Dude, the last time I bombed horrendously was Madison Square Garden. I've not bombed since and I was a teenager then. So and, and not to say I, I'm, I'm immune to a bad night, but even if my material for whatever reason isn't flying, I know the I know enough tricks off the dome to where I can get through it. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was stinking up the room, and for her to just go, "How long I've been on stage? Too long." Yeah, that's something that I would get. I'm like, I'm sitting here like, this bitch never intended on liking me at all. Right.
1: Yeah, she, she didn't
0: even come here with the intention of,
1: oh shit, Aerie Spears. That's what I'm saying. I think it's mall shit. I think the people are at the mall and they're just doing things. I, I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion on the mall um, I I don't want to say I don't like I don't want I don't want comic, uh, club owners to go, well, don't book him for the mall because he hates the mall. I just think that's a, a different atmosphere. There's certain ones that aren't like that. I think that the club in uh Helium in um St. Louis has a comedy club uh, mentality. They they come there for the comedy. It's because it, it's in the back of the mall. It's not in the middle of the mall. Uh, there's something different about mall clubs, man. I I just feel that way. But dude, that's unfortunate that that took that took that turn, man. Uh, yeah,
0: it was it was weird. It was so fucking surreal because it just. It, I'm telling you the, how awkward it made the night. Just
1: it ruined the night, man. And then the rest it of the show The rest of the shows were good though, right? fine it's always that one out there fine that's what I'm saying it's weird
0: um, real quick man because I, I we, we got only a half hour left uh, so a couple things I want to let people know uh, <clears throat> Andy and I are going to be in Orlando uh, this coming weekend you are listening to uh, while you're
1: listening to this we're going to
0: be in Orlando. while you're listening to this and I, I don't know if you remember Andy but remember we talked about this uh, we're going to go to the movies and see Till yeah Right. So I'm saying that, folks, so you can get the heads up and the jump. Uh, Andy, I'm going to treat him to I'm gonna actually try to see if I can treat him to two movies. Uh, one, Till, which we want to definitely will talk about uh, and record that while we're in Orlando. So go out and see Till. That way, when we're talking about it, we all have done our homework assignment. And two, I'm not saying we're going to talk about this, too, in terms of recording it while we're in Orlando. We might if he wants to. Um, or maybe we'll push it to the next week, but Black Adam. Yeah, I want to see Black Adam. Really yeah, I, I, it just I want came to see out, Black right? Adam. It's, it's
1: out, right? Did it come out? Yeah, yet? it
0: just came out, and of course the big spoiler is out. Uh Superman, baby. The, the 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 credits, the ending credits.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of funny. Did you read did you read anything about it? About, about the spoiler? Not really, not really. Okay, this this is kind of cool. <laughs> this is just TV shit. You are not going to. It won't make a difference to you if you. If, uh, what I tell you right now? Because I read this. Uh, it doesn't ruin the movie because it's just that that thing. When they filmed it, they didn't have a deal done for him to be in the credits. So they filmed right. it, uh, and then they put his head on that body afterwards. Really? Yeah, because they they had to wait so that they had the deal done before they- so that's not his body that's not his body that's his head
0: what the a manipulation they could do with these with the fucking special effects now dude it's scary
1: you know and it's it's kind of funny not 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 to really throw i don't want to waste a lot of time on this but way back in uh uh why can't i re- it's because i'm normal i'm back to being normal here again um What's Give me some clues. Give me some clues. Michael J. Fox, going to the future. Back, back, back to the, the future, future. Thank you. The second one, uh, the dude who plays his father, uh, right. that guy, he didn't want to be in the second one. They used CGI to put him in. And that was the first lawsuit where they actually used somebody's likeness. And that's really? what started the whole thing. That's how long this has been happening. <clears throat> but now they're so good at it. I didn't even know CGI was around back then. They had the technology to be able to put him in through some old clips from the first one and then edit them right. to make him look like he was in the first one. And that was oh, some wow. that was the first that was like some that, that was that blue screen technology where they could drop someone in and it, it looks rough right. when you look at it. You can tell. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. You know, since you since you were
0: gone, uh I've watched a lot of shit. And something that uh people kept hitting me up about and I I actually watched it on the plane coming back from Richmond uh via Dallas. Uh dude, This Terminal List with Chris Pratt. I already watched it. You saw it? The whole thing. Man. Dude, the the first episode, I was kind of like if this is going to be a lot of in the, in the field battle, wearing the camouflage military tactical shit, I don't know if I'm going to really be into this. Yeah, when they killed his wife and daughter and, and, and they ended on that. And then I saw produced by Antoine Fuqua, who did the equalizers yeah. with Denzel. Yeah. I said, oh, this is about to be good. It's Dude. Did you watch the whole oh. thing? Have you watched the whole thing? I I I I got to episode four. I'm in the middle of four.
1: I want to save the rest for my flight to Orlando. Wait, wait till you get to the to the end because I'm going to tell you. You know, I judge a lot of things by if they surprise me. And I saw this coming, but they still right. surprised me. They still got really. Me. There was still enough surprises in there. Like where I like this one. I was like, okay, this is good. This is a good dude one. On,
0: on the end of three when his right hand man said to him. What's it going to be? It's going to be answers or blood. And he goes, it's going to be blood. That's like man food. Fucking verbiage. That's one of the ingredients. This got all the ingredients. This shit is dope.
1: It's really good. Wait, wait till you get, wait, wait for that. It's, it's worthwhile. It's worthwhile to watch. I really liked it.
0: And then I downloaded, uh, the rest of, uh, season, uh, one and two of the boys. And I'm gonna get back into that on the flight uh from here to Orlando. So
1: uh you know Yeah, I, I'm on it, man. You know what I, I didn't have access. Well, I was busy too. I was I was a little sick when I first got to London. So I did watch some uh some TV then. And um I didn't have everything wasn't working. I couldn't watch everything. Like uh right. HBO Max wouldn't work out there. I, I don't know if it could if I had to do something different, but I went with what I had. Anyway, I saw a sneaky Pete. Uh, that series with uh, uh, Antonio Anthony rubisi Is it Anthony? Sneaky Pete? Yeah. A- Giovanni, Gio- Ribisi? It. Giovanni Ribisi? It's Giovanni rubisi Right. Dude, this, he's so good, man. He really is good. I know he's good, but is it good? Yeah,
0: it is good. You've seen it? Seen it. All right, I might have to put that on my list. Somebody hit me up and said, uh, Yo, Gangs of London is season two just came. I said, come on, man. He was like, Aries, listen, there's no cock shots in this. So you can watch it. I said, man, all it takes is one cock shot for me to bounce, nigga.
1: And I'm out. Dude, you watch porn. There's cock and porn. Yeah, that's different.
0: It's women. This was a bordello of cocks, nigga. That scene was a, 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 a mall of cocks. Nah, fuck that. Uh, I I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch it. Let's jump into this thing real quick. Okay, yeah, Um, because it's it was short and sweet. Thirty eight at the Garden on HBO. Yeah, let's do that one. Uh, I'm glad you hit that one, Jeremy Lin. My first question out the gate: Can we truly give Jeremy Lin all this credit, or was he just a flash in the pan? Because he was hot for a moment. He wasn't an all star. He's not a Hall of Famer or a franchise guy. It felt like he hit a streak. And the the pinnacle of it was the game against the Lakers and Kobe and Madison Square Garden, given that Kobe shunned them like, I don't even know who this kid is. But then the next game in Toronto, when he waved everybody off and hit the game winning shot after that,
1: it was like, no, that kind of p- that whole year in, in New York was insanity. I, I you know he, I I'm agreeing with what you're saying though cuz I, I actually talked about this with Tara because I had no one else to talk about these sports things with but Tara was there. Dude, uh how do you uh you know how do you place him in 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 the annals of the NBA because he, you're right. He's he's not really even a starter. Like he could be a starter, but he isn't like he could be a starter on a t- like he would have been great with a with with uh a team where he was he was a role player point guard. He would have been great. He I think he's great. I do think that there was more that he had to offer. I don't think that he was used right. I think that uh, even Dantony not putting him in like he was perfect for Dantony's offense and Dantony didn't want to put him in in the first place. It was a fluke that he got put in. Right. So I don't think that you know I I, I do appreciate what they said that they're that as an Asian player in the NBA. You know, you're not looked upon as a strong player because you're Asian. This is not what you do, and and, and, and he defied the, the critics and and the ster- and uh,
0: there's a better word, not stereotypes, but he defied the odds. But given given what he was up against, stereotypically.
1: But when you said, "Where is his place?" L- listen, I don't want to spend any time knocking him because I think he. W- I think that he. Uh, No, I don't want
0: to knock him, but I want to call him for what I think it really was, because if he was really that dude, like for real, don't you go on to to be a several time all star? Don't you go on to be a Hall of Famer? Don't you go on to be he felt that I hate to say like flash in the pan because that sounds like I'm shitting on him. But let me let me do it better than that. Like a comment. Like he, he he was a strong comment that came through the night, but then that was it.
1: No, I, I think there's players that are strong and can be used in certain coaches' uh, playbook and the way that they set up their their offense. Um, you know, Starks, Starks to play to New York. He he, you know, he was a strong player, but where where else could he be played? I, I think there's I certain think, players. I don't think anywhere. There's certain people that work in certain people's offense. I think he worked. I think the chip on his shoulder from everything that he went through, they talked about that. Uh, I, I think that was there to make him elevate, but you know, how do you hold on? Like there's very few people that hold on and, and the chip on your shoulder. I don't know if it's the right word, but there's very few people that carry that with them. Jordan, and Kobe are the only people that carried it with them that could take them to those levels. Now, I think that uh, Jeremy Lin had a ceiling on his on on what he who he could be. Right. And I think he maxed out on that ceiling. I think that's the better way to say it. He maxed out. You know
0: what, what there there it is. That's what it is. Maxed out.
1: Like like the the great the true great players, they don't max out they try to find that they, next level that next gear that place that they can go or whatever it is they they maintain their place they niche out their place right in basketball lore but you know he never to me did that he's he's a 6'3 point guard though you know he's 6'3 i i the, the, i did have some issues though i I don't want to say issues let me i want to rephrase that when they made this about Jeremy Lin and this asian you know we already who Who's the uh, the biggest center ever from China? What's but
0: this this was my second point. Yeah, Yao Ming could have been all of that. Yeah, he had the tools to be all of that, but injury. Yeah, but like like and and you could put that on Grant Hill. You could put that on Derek Rose. Yeah, some dude Brandon Roy, Greg Greg Oden. Some dudes just injury
1: fucks them. Well, and so that that is, but to say. I I I understand what they were trying to do in this doc, but when you keep going, you're not seeing. We're we're not seeing this way. We're not seeing this way. So you're seeing. <laughs> I wouldn't be so mad. It, it it wasn't anything that was irritating. It's like we're not seeing. We're seen as doctors and lawyers and uh smart people. Wow that sounds terrible. <laughs> right. You're you're so deprived. You, you That's not how that's not how niggas were seen. So, you
0: know, were, we had nigger doctors and inventors and lawyers and revolutionaries and entrepreneurs and we were still seen as niggas.
1: So, uh, that being said, as you articulate just put that together. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was kind of <sighs> Sometimes I think we tried to and I don't want to say problem I I don't think it's a problem that you're seeing as a doctor or lawyer. I think we tried to create some problems to, to make, to, to, to show us our, I I understand that when you're going, that's a good problem to have, have. isn't it? I understand though, when you, when you're saying, you know, I want to play sport, like he wanted to play sports. His mom wanted to play piano. His he had natural ability. He could play. He did well. Um, you know, I do think it's kind of weird that you are one of the players of the year in California, you win state championship, whatever, and you don't get any, you know, uh, that I that I heard that loud and clear. I don't get any uh, offers, scholarship offers. But do you think that had
0: anything to do with the stigma of him being Asian?
1: I I, I think it does. I, I think it might because, uh, you know, I don't understand how you don't get an... A, 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 there was no college offers, not division through. Where was the division two offers? Right. You know what I mean? Nothing?
0: Right. Right, right,
1: right. Not even a role player off the bench, kind of college, you know, has good grades. I can put him on my team, on my team, so I can get you know nothing. Right. So I do see that, and I understand what they're trying to say. But we had uh, in sports, Michael Chang was a was a Davis Cup winner in in, in tennis. It's not like we have just met, Asians are only allowed to be this. I mean. I'm not saying that there's people that maybe are Asian that missed out on opportunities because they were seen as a certain way, but the door's open. I mean, no one, if you have the skill level, but then I get to that same thing. You win in high school and not even a division two offer comes through your door.
0: But that's why I'm saying like, like you could tell in terms of skill and ability and having the goods Yao Ming was legitimately that guy Yeah, because he was, at- and had it not been for the injury, he would have been what Jeremy Lin, maybe you would have liked to have, you would have liked for him to have been, but he just didn't seem like if he had it like that, he would have sustained it.
1: Well, I, I think with Jeremy Lin too, there's a little bit of where, uh, let, 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 let's make it a different business. Let's make it a different business. Let's say you're a black dude. And, uh, You went to MIT, uh, and you are now this uh, whiz mathematician. And every time they see your work, they question it. I mean, how long do you put up with that before you just don't have the desire to keep going back to that job? And with Jeremy Lin, he was producing, and he's traded. He's producing, and he's not getting any. I mean, I would love him to be a you know I. I would love him to, I think he there's a lot of teams that he could have produced on. You're telling me that Jeremy Lin next to if you put take Steve Kerr out of the Bulls you put Jeremy Lin in there you don't think he could have produced?
0: I don't know. Cuz you know Steve Kerr played a unique specific role. I know. Jeremy Lin, you know, he's not he's not a spot up 3 point knockdown shooter. shooter like yeah like Kerr and what else he what else he can do? You don't need him to do. You got Jordan for that. Yeah, you got Pippin for that.
1: Yeah, I'm just you know,
0: listen. He he and I did. I, you know I I forgot until they later revealed it. He stuck around long enough and was with the right team where he won a championship. Yeah, but by that time it wasn't because of the insanity. It was because he stuck around long enough, good enough to stay around, right place, right time, and it worked out for him. But it wasn't like the the, the sanity hype and craze back when it was at its apex. He carried that with him and it just sustained it until he himself was such a force of nature in the basketball world that he was the reason why a team won a title.
1: I I don't ever think that Jeremy Lin was ever going to be the reason why you won. I think he could have been the reason why you didn't lose. But damn, you know, that hype was so huge.
0: I remember being in New York. And uh, I don't know if you were with me at the time. I was performing at Gotham. And I think they were playing the Miami Heat. And that was the first game where they kind of said he got exposed by Dwayne Wade in the Heat, where it was like, all right, dude, the hype is over now. You had your fun. You had your run. But enough is enough.
1: Yeah, but you know what's funny about that is that he got exposed. Somebody was able to... uh, you know he was someone who overshadowed what he could do but if you're kobe bryant no one ever says that about you even though kobe exposed him but did he
0: so i mean that that game where they where they played in the garden
1: you know that's what really took the hype to a crescendo but but does that interfere with kobe and and the way he's perceived by his coaches no. by his team by the no but then why he gets jeremy lin gets exposed in a game and then Okay, now you've had your fun. Now you've had your... You, we, we know what it is now. So there is some perception about it just because he doesn't fit the stereotype of what an NBA player is supposed to be. Right, right. Uh, I I really do. Th- I, I see it, but I don't think that anybody's trying to hold back this onslaught of professional Asian athletes and they're not getting there because uh, they're viewed a certain way. I think that it's the door is open; they can get in there. But I, I think when you, I, you know, I'll say this: uh, you know, stereotypes are rough. But I've been now that I've been through uh, different countries. Uh, yet, you know, Asians in all the countries that I've been to have been bad drivers. Uh- <laughs> oh yes,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So some of the stere- going away. some of the stereotypes are true, but I, I what I, I, I I'm making a joke about it. But in sports, I mean, if you have the goods. People are going to see you eventually. I, I, I do think in basketball, it's a little bit different than some of the other sports. I do. Because basketball well, has a, it, it has a, it has a culture. Well, to your point, let me make it even more defined.
0: I remember, I can't remember the player exactly, but I remember at the time of the Linsanity hype, there was a black player that said, Listen, the only reason why he's getting all this attention—not that he's not skillful—but come on, man, let's be honest. The reason why he's getting all this extra attention is because he's Asian. Cut to before that. Remember when Dennis Rodman made the 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 point about uh Bird? You know, if Bird was uh, uh, if Bird was black, he'd just be be another good guy. He's getting all this attention because he's white. And I remember a reporter said. Dennis Rodman picked the wrong white guy to fuck with because Larry was legit. Right. Larry had the goods. Larry was tuning him up. Thus, Larry is one of the greatest players of all time, time several-time all-star, three-time champion, Olympic gold, Hall of Famer. Larry is a legend.
1: Linsanity, Jerry Lynn wasn't. No, but let's use this. Because this is this is a let, let's let's look at this from a bird had the goods. But let's look at this from a black perspective. Then of, uh, 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 of equality in a black perspective, the black perspective is as a as a black guy, I have to be better than everyone else uh, in my job to get the same respect that the white guy has. Right. Yeah, OK, that, that element exists always. OK, so just because Jeremy Lin was a good role playing point guard. He was never going to be the best point guard, but was he good enough to play in the NBA? And shouldn't that be how he's evaluated? Because there's a lot of average black point guards in the NBA as well. Yeah. So isn't that enough that you're just good enough? You're skilled enough at an NBA level, because what is this NBA level? There's very few people that get to play, uh, in college. And then that percentage is what five. I forgot what they said. It's such as only 5% of college players actually play in the NBA. It's such a small amount. So if you're good enough to be one of those players that get to play in the NBA, you're still great. So when I say there's some average point guards in the NBA, there's some of the greatest basketball players in the world. They just happen to be placed. And where there's only 5% of the population or the, uh, uh, not less than five, I, not five percent of the population five percent of the people that play basketball in college even get to go to so they're amazing even the average player is amazing so isn't him just being average good enough <sighs> oh yes yes
0: yes but given the hype
1: the hype but the hype was a moment in time. Hypes happen when someone goes off. I mean, there's there's players that have gone off and people have go- gone, hey, this could be the next guy. And he doesn't make it to that level. I think, you know, with the, the thing about this game, about the NBA game, the reason I like it so much, and this is what we discuss a lot on this podcast, and you discuss it even more on your Instagram. It's it, it's not the skill level. There's These are talented people that are playing this game. In the NBA, these are some of the best athletes in the world that play basketball at this NBA level. You're that good. What separates you? It's the mental. It's the mental. It's what made Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. It's what makes Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. It's what makes, and I hate to say this because a lot of people are going to get mad about this. It's what makes LeBron, LeBron and not Kobe and not Michael. It's the mental, and, and you know I read someone. I, I read one of your posts, and and someone said, "Hey, um, that LeBron is the be- one of the best basketball players. That doesn't mean he's the greatest." And a lot of people were arguing with him on that, and came at him about it. And and as a physical specimen, as someone who's skilled and can play the game, you can't argue with that. Size wise, proportion. I mean, the guy's proportion from his from his toes. To his head to his hands, everything is makes him proportioned and he's expertise. He has skill. He just doesn't no matter where, no matter where he is, and I know he's a great one of the greatest players of all time, he doesn't have that, that little extra edge that those other two I have. I can't
0: wait till we talk about the redeemed team on yeah. Netflix.
1: Cause that is such a major note for me. But especially but, when 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 Kobe, when Kobe, Kobe coming. Ah, let me leave that yeah, one alone. You have to leave it alone because we need to keep that for that. But I'm just saying <coughs> right. that, that is the difference. And, you know, but when you're 6'3", and there's a, and you're playing – and, and let's take not, let's go back to Jeremy Lin. When you're 6'3", and there's 6'5", and it doesn't sound like a big difference, but a 6'5", 6'6", point guard who's just as fast as you. Let's say just as fast. But he has a mental edge – and he's 3 inches taller than you 2 inches taller than you let's say and he has the mental edge i mean aren't you going to get beat by that guy most of the time you would have to right. keep your you would have to keep your mental edge you would have to keep there's a certain amount of this game that's physical that you have to have And that you're at a disadvantage as you lose some of those physical attributes. And Jeremy Lin looks like an NBA player. He does. When he's walking around with the other NBA guys, it's not that he doesn't look skilled and he doesn't look like he has the body for it. He looks like he has all of that. Right. But he's a little bit shorter. (coughs) These guys are just a little bit bigger. And and the ones who come with that mental edge, the ones that have that heat, I don't know. My my dad, you know, my dad talked about it all the time. He goes, "What well, the greatest fighters are always going to come like." And this goes to boxing because there's a me- boxing is mental. I mean, you have to be physical, but there's a mental edge to boxing. You to take a punch in the face and to stay calm and to stay within yourself. You have to come from a place that you don't ever want to go back to. You have to come from a place. You have to be. The best fighters seem to come, and I'm generalizing. But from a place that war, war-torn, savage places, uh, 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 poverty-stricken places, places that you wouldn't want to be at anymore, they give you that mental edge. And I think that that might, you know, when we talk about this, a mental edge is a, in sports is going to be huge. You don't need a mental edge to be the best surgeon. You need to be the smartest person. The smartest person with the best hands, the the, the most calm hands, can be the best surgeon.
0: Right. And 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 listen, I, I don't I I don't know the name of the Indian comedian. Uh, who... I do,
1: but I forgot it right now. Let me try to. it up. <laughs>
0: You don't know it, no? I do, I do, I know it, but it's one of those other names
1: that I'm not. But you know be... the
0: Indian guy that was on yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. You he, know he 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 was talking about specifically, again, to the stereotype of Asian people. You know they're very docile, quiet. They don't seem to be aggressive. And the fact that Jeremy Lin in that one game against Toronto was like, fuck that, call it an isolation because he wanted to take the last shot. And what spoke to Asian pride was he was going against the stereotype. Yeah. Here's an Asian dude who's putting his dick on the table, taking charge, being aggressive, going for it. Fucking right. Going for it. Um, And, you know, like we always say, and like he reiterated, that's why representation matters.
1: Yeah. And that, but like, again, it does matter, but I do see, you know, it's not, it's not a lot, but what's the, the, the Asian population percentage wise to the people, to what we do, listen, uh, the population percentage and that we've had, and it's not an it's it's not like it's like I'm saying it's not enough. This is why things aren't fair. This is why you have to be the best at what you do. There's Michael Chang. There was an, uh, won the Davis Cup. Won a lot. I think he was ranked number two in the world at one point. Uh, you have Jeremy Lin. It's not a lot, but the percentage to population, it's not. It's not a lot. But I do appreciate what he said. That it's about being able to say no. It's about it, about being able to say no. It's about no. I, I am going to step out. I'm not going to be passive. I'm not going to be appear to be passive. I'm going to demand something. And I think, right. that, but that's that's how people that are successful become successful for the most part. Uh, I would like to see these uh, Asian. I mean, look look at what's happened in China. They're not getting where they are because they're being polite and being what this documentary kind of. Showed the Asian idea is as being uh, passive and, and and polite. The uh, China is getting to where it is because the people who are running China aren't being polite, aren't being passive, are being aggressive. So you know you can't. But if we we're making this about Asian Americans, that's the idea. I, I, I get it if it's Asian Americans because that does seem like part of the culture is to be overly polite, to be nice. I I, I, I don't know. I I, I don't no but i think there is representation i would love it if there's more i think it but you have to you have to come with the game to have more and if you're not in the game because you're busy being a doctor or a lawyer or a professional i'm not going to feel sad for you
0: yeah i think that was such an interesting point that you made that i didn't even really put too much into uh, uh, in terms of thought it's it's like you know yeah you know whatever their stereotypes are deemed as. I mean, yeah, of course. You know, you got the really fucked up ones like they can't drive and they got little dicks. Even though a lot of them can't drive and they got little dicks. Uh, <laughs> but but to be but to be looked at as a lawyer, as a doctor, or as, or a professional, or you know uh, somebody with such high esteem. Uh, from an intelligence level as, as a stereotype or as a negative Uh, you should only hope to be so lucky. Cause again, Lord knows we've never gotten uh, that, that same, that same pass or that, that same, you know,
1: I I uh, mean, if you're going to be stereotyped, it is nice when your stereotype is put into a positive image. Right. As opposed to being in in a negative or a, a, a slighted image.
0: I, no black man has ever wanted to shy away from the stereotype of having a big dick. Uh, we, we wear that one on our chest proudly. Uh, but Yeah, but eventually you, know,
1: you got to take off your pants and not everybody's winning that award.
0: Oh, man. Right, <laughs> wait till you hear. I, oh, man. Listen, dude, I had a second prostate exam too. Uh, <laughs> only this time, uh, I didn't expect it, it to be a female doctor, a white female doctor, and she also checked my dick which I didn't expect. But we're going to save that story for another time because I actually added that on to my prostate joke uh, about getting my dick inspected by a white female doctor. Well, you know, I
1: have that one about my doctor who was black and I had to go in for my exam as well. So we do have these things in common, which is pretty funny, but they're the reverse. So it's great. Hey, I do want to say to all the people that, you know, uh, I was talking great about France and I was really, uh, I just want to get this in because I, w- I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, I was really passionate about, Fran- about Paris and how I want to go back. And I would even like to be able to live there for six months. I, I would really enjoy that uh, uh, away from here because it was very interesting to see America through news organizations and see how it, lo- it looks. And as I was leaving Rome and we drove past the Coliseum on the way out and I was thinking about France and everything that I saw. And coming back to America that's only 200 and something years old and we landed and we got back now it did take nine hours to get back nine and a half hours to get back from Rome and it was three and a half three over three hours to get back to my apartment from JFK but here's the point on the way back we we started we were coming back over and we went the 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 route that we took the route that we took route that we took to get back over Um Man, I saw the bridges, I saw the city, I saw the water. It's good to be home, man. Uh, yeah, man. Listen, I, I
0: you know, to, g- God bless you, brother, because you were able to do that shit for three weeks, which is, to me, an incredibly long time. You know, past a week and a half, I'm ready to get
1: back. I I, I got to do it that way because we got, we went to multiple cities. Had I stayed in one place, I would have been ready to go. I'm going right. to tell you, though like I said, I was very impressed with France. I'd really like to, I'd like, honestly, I would like to live there for six months, but I could never see myself not being here. This is, uh, coming back over and when I saw it, I actually took a picture of, uh, of the, of of Cross the Bridge, seeing it, and and going, wow, you know, we have a lot of, uh, we got beautiful shit here too. We might only be 200 and what is it, six, I don't even know how many years we are, but we're still a young country and uh, to to have uh, come back and come, man, this is beautiful. Like this is beautiful. And yeah, man. and yeah, we have some fucked up issues and we have problems here. Uh, but I missed my people. I missed my people, my American people. I don't like all the problems we have. I don't like all the trouble that we have here, but I missed my people. I, 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 right. I, I missed, I, 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 I missed our America has a swag as well. And not, not everybody is, is, is showing it, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> but it was so good to be home and seeing uh, what we got. We could, we, 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 deal, we definitely are special. We definitely are special, Right. but I just right. want to say that because uh, I don't want to sound like I sold out uh, from where I'm at. I, I, I love this place, man. I, I just want us to do better, but I'm sure everybody feels like that everywhere that they live. Cause there's problems everywhere. But anyway, I just want to end with that. Uh, you want some dates? What do you want?
0: Yeah, yeah, because because uh, I want to. My phone is uh, steadily increasing. Where okay. I may be in crisis mode, battery wise.
1: Okay, so, so. Uh, obviously, as we spoke, we're gonna you're gonna see us. You're listening to this, and we're gonna be in Orlando, uh, the twenty 29th, and thirtieth. So if you're around, come check us out. Uh, Aries, I don't. Then we know got about a week we gonna, off. Yeah, and then we're gonna be. No, don't do, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it, Annie. Please, that, don't do it, Mike. My- don't do it. The flight I had got canceled. I couldn't do anything about it until I got back home, and now it's really expensive. So I need to talk to you about this. But Chuckles in Memphis, yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, Chuckles, I got you. Chuckles- I'm, I'm gonna get your ticket. Okay, Chuckles, we're gonna be there the 10th through the 13th at Chuckles uh, in in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> I love it. You <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> I, I I it. it when, when what did you say? It's uh, When it works for you. It works for you. If it doesn't work for you, then it's work for you. Yeah, it's work. Going, for me, it's work going there. Hey, man, listen. Um, yeah. And there's some yeah. things where they say, if you struggle, it makes you better. I'm going to say. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to. Uh, what we do out there. Get Graceland. Yeah. Fucking lose. Stacks records. What was it Stacks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's some things I want to do, and so I'm excited to go there. But listen, this is one of the places where when they say if you struggle, it makes you better. I'm going to say when you struggle here, I don't I don't see it making me, <laughs> but I'm going to struggle. But I'm I, I'm God. happy to give it a try. But on uh, then on November uh, 18th to the 20th, we got a few weeks off uh, here. No, uh, no, we no, we didn't get no. It. Uh, not, no, no, no. That's right. You're right. There isn't a week off. Then it's Tampa. Uh, sorry, the right. 18th to the 20th. Uh, Tampa Improv, uh, that's going to be a good one uh, because I wasn't there with you last time. And then we're not together. Uh, You're going to be at Helium Indianapolis, the 25th through the 27th. I'm going to be at the Tempe Improv uh, that same weekend because I'm going to go see my kids for Thanksgiving. I'll be out there with Adam Ferrer at the Tempe Improv. And you'll be at the Helium Indianapolis, uh, the 25th through the 27th. Uh, Oh, let me uh, do the... uh, the one that I am really looking forward to and excited to be, Ontario Improv, Ontario, California, the 1st through the 4th of December.
0: Yes. that one's And then the, Magoobies. Magoobies. Uh, For New Year's Eve in, in, in Baltimore.
1: Baltimore, Maryland we will be out there. So uh, uh, come check us out if you're in one of those neighborhoods. We'd love to see you. If you're uh, out, uh, obviously, if you're in... Uh, Indianapolis go see Aries if you get a chance come check me out at the Tempe Improv I'm excited to be out there with Adam just to see my kids and I haven't been in I haven't been performed in Tempe for a long time so I'm excited to be out there
0: okay cool Uh, okay this is uh, for Lucky Brand 86 Uh, website www.luckybrand86.com I think it's called Blow It Out is the song. Blow It Out. Hey, that's what I did in London. You blew it out. <laughs> that's right. That's what I tell a woman when I come in her mouth really hard and she doesn't swallow. I Your nostrils, blow it out. Blow it out. That was such a horrible thing for me to say, but fuck it. Uh, there it is. Uh, blow It Out, Lucky Brand 86. This
1: is Lucky Brand 86.
0: Shout out to those who love those neck
1: bones. Mustard green, black-eyed peas, fried chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy. Shout out to y'all. When your stomach knocks, Spears and Steinberg Podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the Internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. You don't like to do it face to face? That way. I don't like to see the face.
0: Nina? <laughs> <Rena>. Nope. <laughs> That's
1: crazy. Hey, look. Oh. You can get a doggy style, you can get a ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get the say. Got it?